talking to somebody this week about um, that they'd finished their uni degree and they're doing some things that are a little bit different to the rest of um, their friends who had graduated and their life was actually a lot happier and a lot more fulfilling and they're talking to all these people and they're like, what, you're doing that? We're so miserable and you're doing that? And I actually said to them, you know, when you take the road less travelled, um, it may seem really difficult and it may really stretch you at the time and you may feel like you're just banging up at things, you know, and it's, and it's confronting. But if you take the road less travelled, um, you're going to get the reward of, the, of just um, God. If he leads you a certain way, it's usually it's different from what everybody else is doing. Yeah, because his is the narrow path and wide is the path to what the world says, which leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that um, we enter through when we follow Jesus. And now that isn't just in our spiritual life. That often can carry over to all other areas. It can carry over to relationships. It can carry over to who you hang out with. It can carry over to your work. And it's like, it's easy to go the broad, wide way where everybody else is just flowing along. But it's actually something else to go, you know what? God's saying this way. And even though this way may look different, it doesn't mean I'm lost. It's just that I'm following a different path. And if that's God's path for you, even though it may look different, that's the path I want to go on. And you know, even when we meet together, and I know that sometimes it can bump up against us and it can be confronting and uncomfortable. And you're like, just give me words to sing. Just give me some words to sing. I don't want to have to think this morning. And, and it's like, just you know, get on with it. Or what are you doing? Or where are we going? And it can seem like, why can't we just be like everybody else? And look, I've said that. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing to me? Yeah? But if we want to go on the path where God wants us to go, it is often the road less travelled. If we want to enter into those realms where God is moving and he's releasing and he's downloading out of heaven, it's going to be a path that's different to every other meeting you might go to. Yeah. If we want to be a forerunner, if we want to be ahead of, of and saying, God, I want what you're doing right now, it's going to mean that we have to be different. And I know that when, if you're here, you've probably signed up for that. You kind of would have dropped off by now, I think. Definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a road less travelled. And I, look, I know. I know it can be uncomfortable and I know it's like, oh, Lord, this is just, you know, I just want to sit back and do whatever. But if we want all that God is releasing out of heaven for this day and this hour, we've got to take the road less travelled. Okay? Because he is doing something and Charlie coming next weekend, he's, it's a road less travelled with that dude. Yeah, it's like he's going to be talking and downloading and, and sharing things that are different from what you might hear out in the mainstream. But I want what God's doing now. Not what he did last week or last month or five years ago. I want what he's doing right now, don't you? Yeah. If you're sitting here, I'm pretty sure you do. Because that's what, what God, the path is God has led us on. So I just want to encourage you, during the week... Don't just sit back. Say, God, I want all that you've got for me, even if that is different from my sister or my brother or the person that I know goes to church next door or over here. If I, you've got me on this path, I'm just going to run that path, even if it looks or sounds different. And I know that there is reward because you reward those who diligently seek me. Amen? And I know, looking at my life five years ago and looking at it now, I would rather take the road less travelled 
Because my encounters with Jesus, my encounters with the angelic realm and heavenly downloads and the things that I experience in God are so much deeper and richer than I could ever, ever have imagined five years ago. But five years ago, it was hard. And four years ago, I was bumping up against things. And three years ago, I felt like a pruned rose was just a stick. I was like, I feel very naked. I feel like everything I knew has been chucked out and I'm sitting here with nothing. Two years ago, I started to get some shoots. One year ago, I got downloads and then God goes, oh, good, let's prune some. So he prunes me again and I'm like a stick for the first part of this year going, this is not fun, God. But you know what? You start to blossom and you start to bloom and then God starts to download stuff and where you bear fruit, you know what he does? He comes along and snips you again. But it's the road less travelled and the road less travelled has great reward on it. So just remind yourself that during the week and push in. Say, God, I want all that you've got for me. And practice doing what we do here. You know, if you want that richness and depth in God, we've got to do it during the week so that when we come together, it's just like, bang, there's synergy. Because if we're not doing this during the week, we're not stepping in and we're not engaging, we're not dropping off all the stuff of the world and above the light line, it's going to be hard every time we get together. It's like you'll feel like you're being left behind. And ironically, you probably are. Because you're back here and people that have been spending time, they're they're entering into a depth of God because they're just open. So I really, really, really encourage you during the week to practice. To practice stepping in by yourself. You know, you should know how to do that by now. If you don't, come see me and we'll walk through. There's no agenda. There's no little guidelines. It's just open up. Centre in on him and come up. Yeah? And there's such depth and richness in that. But if we don't practice it, you're just going to do what everybody else does. You're going to get the weights that everybody else has. You're going to think like everybody else thinks. But actually, if you want to be different from the mainstream, <laughs> you've got to do something different. Yeah? So be encouraged, practice through the week so that when we come together, bang, something powerful happens. Amen? That's what I want. So, alrighty. I had a dream last night. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to share it because um, I feel that's what the Lord wants to speak to us today. Um, What's the year? 2018. (laughs) So 18 years ago, um, my brother Sean was killed in a plane crash. And um, he knew the Lord. He was full on for him. And, you know, sometimes we go, why, God? Why, why, why did that happen? Um, But what has been happening since probably about four or five years ago is since I've learnt how to engage in the heavenly things and step in and actually see what is happening in heaven rather than just sense as well, is that, you know, there's no separation between heaven and earth in the sense of we're in Jesus and he's in us. And if somebody knows the Lord and they're in heaven, then they're in Jesus. Yes? Yeah. And so there's no separation that we can actually see and even have chats to the saints and those that have gone before. Now, that's, that theology, I was like, Whoa, until Abraham walked in the room a few years back and freaked me out. And I rang Philip and said, I think I'm going nuts. <laughs> Abraham just walked in the room and put his hand on my head and blessed me. And I'm like... But you know what? On the Mount of Transfiguration, who appeared to Jesus and the disciples? Come on. Who did? 
Moses and Elijah on the mountain with Jesus and the disciples and Peter led this build a tap tap thing there and memorial of it, you know, and Jesus was all shiny and so it's actually in the Bible that we can engage with those because there's no separation. We're all one in him, yeah? And we say one in him, we'll gather all closer, but we don't expect heaven to gather with us. And when it does, it can freak us out. You know, angels, they appear. Who was telling me about angels yesterday? Somebody was telling me about an angel and they, oh, they're in a, somebody had been in a car accident and this man, and they, um, this man walked through... Oh, the guy from Fowder Brennan in Wales. And he had been in a car accident and, and he um, was sitting there in the car, couldn't get out. And all of a sudden, this man with a hoodie on strides through the bush, through all the brambles and the undergrowth and like where there couldn't be anybody come through. And he just strides through the bush, comes over and sits in the car and says, you're going to be all right. You're going to be whole. Jesus has got you. It's okay. And he's sitting there talking to this guy. And then when the police get there, he disappeared out of the car, just got out of the car and walked off and um, anyway he got to the hospital and they wanted to cut his leg off and they wanted to, because um, he was so, it was so damaged and he says no it's going to be alright and sure enough he came out of the hospital whole and healed and the police came and saw him later and they said who was the guy, he had a lot of authority and he was sitting in the car with you, it was an angel, an angel had come because he disappeared like that, yeah? so angels engage with us it's like there's things that, are, that, that God wants to speak to us and reveal to us, and it's a road less travelled. How did I get there? I don't know how I get there anyway. Lord, you're going to direct me. Anyway, that's right. We had a, I had a dream, and Sean was in the dream and, um, last night, and he was on the beach, and he was lying on the sand, and he was taking selfies with his phone. And I was like, right here. And I could see the photos as they were coming out. I was like getting these photos, and it was like, he was, you know, messing around taking selfies. And, um, and then he started wiping the phone because there was all the sand on the phone and the photos were coming out, you know, with stuff on them because it wasn't clear because the lens had sand all over it. And then so he's wiping the phone and the screen and then the next photo was nice and clear and he was looking very seriously at me in this photo. And then I woke up. Now... You're, most of you know that I get interpretation of dreams, but this one I got up at five o'clock going, Lord, what did that mean? So I'm sitting there praying and uh, I got the download. So you're about to get the download because this is our message for this morning. Um, the beach is actually represents a boundary between heaven and earth. You think about the skyline? Yeah, there's the, it's the boundary between heaven and earth and it's often a limit. And so I want you to just follow along with me because I'm going to download to you. So, okay, there's the beach. That's why I was, he was on the beach. And the phone represents communication between God and me or God and us. And the sand as <clears throat> was on the screen and it was getting in the way and it, the lens wasn't clean. And so it was like we've got to clear away anything that will distract or muddy up our communication between God and us. Because when we take a photo, why, why do we take a photo? To remember. When we take a photo, and, and often in a dream, if you've got a camera, if you've got a photo, God is saying, remember. It's a call to remember. It's a call to know who you are and your identity. Yeah, it's memories. But it's also a call to remember. And so what do you think the dream all meant then? 
God is speaking to us. But so often we can, the communication between God and us can get muddied up. It can have stuff that gets on the lens and he wants us to keep that lens clear. Don't let things get in the way that are going to mar so you can't see. And that he wants to communicate that there be no boundary, no limit, no anything between heaven and earth that he can just communicate straight through to us. You know, and so that's why I was on the beach because it's like I don't want any separation between you and me. I'm in you and you're in me. And too often we can allow the things of the world, we can allow the cares and worries, we can allow what others have said, we can allow our circumstances to come in and get in the way and be a boundary and a limitation on what God is wanting to download to us. You know, we can go through our whole day and not really tune in. You get busy with your work, you get busy, you're tired, the kids have woken you up, something's happened at work, and it's like there's no communication. And God, he's like, put the phone up to your ear, listen up, and get rid of anything that will mar your communication and your focus of what God has called and purposed you to do. And he will say, remember, remember who you are, remember your identity, remember what I've called you to, remember what my word says. And so that's what I'm going to speak into today because I feel like God just wants to remind us and remind us, remember who you are. Remember your identity. And what anything that is going to get in the way of that screen, get in the way of that lens so that you cannot focus. There is a plenty of things that will try to get in the way. There is, you know, when you've got little kids, it was lack of sleep <laughs> and drama and all that thing. As you're at... You know, when you're growing up, it's like school and it's friends and drama and relationships and oh, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah? When, it's, when you're older, there's other things. It's worries about your family and what-ifs and the things in the future. Yes? Yeah. But those things are designed to pull us down. Those things are designed to pull us out so that it, it, just like, you know, sometimes when you're taking a photo on your phone and it says, clean your lens? Or is it just my phone where I get my fingers on it? You're looking at me blankly, Simon. <laughs> my phone always says that. It's like, so I have to wipe my lens. We've got to remember that if we want to have that communion, that communication, those spiritual downloads, that we've got to keep our lens clear. Yeah? We've got to look, think about what we're looking at, what we're listening to, what we're allowing into our heart. Because it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the well, is the wellspring of life. Out of it flows the issues of life. So watch what you're looking at. Let your lens be clear. Look, watch what you're listening to. Watch what you're reading. Watch who you're around, because who we, who we hang out with is going to affect us. Bad What is it? Bad company corrupts good character yeah, and good morals. And whether we like it or not, the people that we associate with, the people we allow into our inner world are going to affect us. They're going to make us soar on the wings of eagles. They're going to make us soar on heights or they're going to pull us down. And sometimes the connections that we've made as we're going along, we can hold onto those when we need to let them go. Sometimes they've served their purpose and that's hard. Sometimes we are in relationships and it's like, Yep, it's going well and then they go this way and we keep on going this way and God's going, come. And they're like, no, nah, and we're going. And, and it's hard, especially on this road that we're walking on. Not everybody is going to understand. I've had some really hard things said and it's like, 
I've got to go this way. Jesus is saying, come. And they're going, you're weird. And I'm like, okay, that's all right because weird means unearthly. I'm unearthly. I'll go with that. Yeah, but some relationships, they serve their purpose and other times they come along and they come back in. But other times you've got to leave them and go, it's okay because I've got to run my race. I've got to run and that relationship served its purpose. God wanted those people in my life for that time and that hour, but I've got to keep on running now. Yeah? And it's like if anything stops you from saying yes to Jesus, (laughs) yeah, we've got to run. We've got to run the race. It says, let no sin entangle you, nor the weights of the world entangle you, but run your race. And the, all that Jesus grabbed hold of you for, run. Because when you get to the end of your life, you are going to look back otherwise and have a mountain of regret. And my job is to try and encourage you not to have a mountain of regret. Run your race. Clean the lens. Look at what you're looking at. Think about what you're thinking about. Listen out to what you're listening to. And if anything contradicts what Jesus says about your life and the race he has for you, what are you going to do? Shake it off. You can sing Taylor Swift if you need to, but shake that sucker off. Come on, Simon, you know you want to. Yeah? Shake it off. I know you've got dance moves, Simon. I know you're a closet. I've seen them. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> It's like we've got to clean the land. So that's point one. Because God does not want boundaries between heaven and earth. He doesn't want any limits on our life. He doesn't want things that will push down on us. He wants to, you know, it says fan into flame the gifts that I have put in you. Fan into flame what I have planted in your life. I'm just, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Come on. Fan into flame that which God called you. He said, I know you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I wrote your days all in the book of life. He has a plan and a purpose for every single one of you. If you are here, then you are part of what he is doing here. Yeah? And it's like fan into flame those things. Do not let yourself be taken over here when you're meant to be running up here. And it's too easy. And I have seen over and over, oh, come on, God, over again of where people have been running the race. They've been sprinting the race. They've been ahead of me. And I meet them 20 years later and they're back over here when they should be up here. Come on. We do not want to be people that live with regret. We do not want to be people where we could have prayed for that person and they got out of their wheelchair. We don't want to see where we should have spoken to that person and it changed their whole destiny and we didn't. Yeah? Yeah? We don't want to be people that live with lids. Because when you live with a lid, the devil goes, good, now let's shove some more down on top of them. Because the lid was here, but if you let him get a hand on you, you're going to be down here before you know it. Instead of, yeah? Yeah? But we're bounce back people. Oh, yeah. yeah? Where he tries to put a lid on us, we just bounce up. Bounce up. Yeah? So clean the lens. Make sure you're looking at, listening to, reading, getting the downloads of what God says about you rather than what the world does. Amen? Come on now. I know it's stirring up on you. Yeah. John, did you yell louder at the footy? <laughs> Maybe. At the umpiring? <laughs> All right. He was happy. All right, so clean your lens. Don't let there be a boundary. Don't allow there be limits on your life. I know we say it all the time, but we too often allow things into our life 
on the day-to-day basis where it's limiting us. If anything comes into your life that's contradictory to what the Word of God says, and you know what? Unless you open the Word, you're not going to know. So open up your Bible. If you if things are going around on your head even now that are contrary to what God says about your life, then get rid of that stinking thinking. If there is any condemnation, if there is any you're unworthy, if there's any you can't do it, if there's any limiting in your thinking, that is not from God. Because God says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He says that all things are possible. There is no impossibility. He says that, it, that things that you have not even imagined, he has for you. He says, dream and I'll dream bigger. Yeah? So there's no limitation. So clean your lens this morning. Cleanse the lens. What are you looking at? Because he says, look at me. He says, set your mind on heavenly things. He set your mind on things above. That is where you're seated in heavenly places. That is who you are. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, this is a biggie. (laughs) That wasn't big enough. (laughs) When you clean your lens and when you ask God, all right, I'm running, he's going, come on. Come this way, and we go, okay, I'm coming, and we start walking. You know the first thing we're going to want to do, and the first thing the devil tempts us with? Turn around, but also to take control. All right, I know where God's taking me. I know, I can see, so we're just going to go along like this. And then, and then we start to take control, and we start to get a little hands in there, and we go, no, it's going to happen like this. God's going to do it like this. You know, he says... I have this awesome, I'm going to pick on the girls for a minute. There's this awesome man. Can you see him? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Amy, you're helping me out. Yeah, I've got this awesome family. I've got this awesome, uh, awesome plan for you. Well, guys, you know, and it's like, I've got this awesome, I've got this awesome, awesome, awesome future for you. And so we go walking along and then we see someone looking at Jesus. Oh, I wonder if that's him. And so we start to go over. And they're like, (laughs) I'm picking on you. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, maybe this is, maybe this is what God meant when he said about this amazing man. Obviously. (laughs) You're your father's son. (laughs) If you're watching online, girls, he has to wait two more years before he can date. <laughs> Don't give me cheek when I'm preaching, boy. <laughs> Are you taking that out? <laughs> Giving his Facebook page. <laughs> All right. So we can get distracted because, or we can go, oh, God, maybe God meant this. Maybe God meant that person. And even if maybe they don't match up, to what God said is for you, what God says in his word, we go, maybe. Who's done that? I've done that before I met my man. It's like, maybe. <laughs> Not you, baby. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, maybe this is the person. Maybe this is the job. Maybe this is the house. Maybe this is what God meant. Who did that in the Bible? Abraham said, Maybe. Maybe, and what happened? He had an Ishmael. And what is the Middle East conflict about? 
Ishmael and Isaac and the whole family think, maybes get us in trouble. Maybes get us in trouble, not for just now, but from generations to generations to generations, we can end up in the poo. Do not go the maybe way. (laughs) Go that Jesus way. Yeah? So we've got to watch out for the maybes. Don't, so step one, as we clean our lens, step two is get your hands off. When God says, walk that way, don't get distracted and go, maybe God meant this, or I'm going to control that. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all our heart. I'm going to read it out of the, I'm going to read it out of the Passion Version because I really, really like it. Has anybody got the Passion on their phone? It's really good. All right. Where are you? Wisdom's guidance is the heading. Proverbs chapter 3, it says, Trust in the Lord completely. How often do we trust in the Lord completely? Hands up. Trusting in the Lord completely with everything, all the time. Yes. (laughs) Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. I love how it sticks it to us. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. We can be very opinionated as Aussies. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. With what of your heart? All your heart. Not, I'm going to control this section. I'm going to keep my hands on this part of my life. I'm going to do it my way. I'm, 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 I'm. No. It says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. He will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. Control freaks. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Our hearts know our hearts actually know when we're doing the right thing. Because our spirit, our spirit knows. And if we choose to listen to our spirit, our spirit knows. For wisdom comes when we adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. We know when we're doing the wrong thing. Because the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. He is our counsellor. It's when we choose to squish that aside and when we ignore that, that's when we get into trouble. And we get into trouble because we squish it in all because we are trying to be in control. And yet he says, trust in him completely and don't rely on our own opinions. And then it says you will find the healing, refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honouring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. I'm going to keep on reading. My child, when the Lord God speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you for the Father's discipline comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you. Even when it seems like his correction is harsh, it's still better than any father on earth gives to his child. Those who find true wisdom obtain the tools for understanding the proper way to live, for they will have a fountain of blessing pouring into their lives. Amen? 
Trust in the Lord completely and don't rely on our own op- on your opinions. Just let him lead and guide us. When we try to be, if we try to control, we're not going to walk in that. We're going to have a life that's full of maybes. We're going to, you know, when, if you just follow what God says in his word and when we're not sure, wait. You know, I get things said, I just get downloads often or I get a thought or I have a feeling and I've learned not to go on that straight away. Just wait. Wait. Because often the feeling can shoot me off in the wrong direction. I need to wait. Yeah? And when we wait, then our spirit guides our mind. Our spirit will speak to our hearts and lead us in the right way to go. If we go on our feelings, I feel like this, but yet we know that it's not 100, 100% what the Word of God says, stop. Because otherwise you're going to have a maybe. Yeah? So let's take the hands off the controls and let Jesus take, take you know, even if he takes us off-road, even if he takes us bush-bashing. Yeah, I always say he's got us bush-bashing. He's got us off the beaten track. We're not on the road most travelled. We're off. But you know what? I love bush-bashing. Yeah, I love going off-road most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, I do really. I love, you know, when you go downhill and you get that whooshy feeling. You hate that. I love that. My dad and I used to go out on the motorbike and I grew up on a very hilly farm, like crazy ditches and gorges and 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 he would come up the hill and you'd be on the back of the motorbike and it's yep and it's you're going up and then he'd come down the hill and it's like I'm holding on you know my little seven-year-old self holding on I can feel that whooshy feeling and it's like I know I'm alive yeah that's what Jesus is like with us he loves taking us off-road He loves taking us where we wouldn't usually go and he loves getting us to the top of the mountain and then going, hold on, and whoosh we go and we feel like our stomach's left at the top of the hill, but you know what? You know you're alive. Yeah, and that's what he says, I have come that you may have fullness and abundant life to it overflows. Who wants to be boring? Really? No. I know, but that's why I'm here to give you a kick out the pants, Simon. (laughs) We don't really want to be completely boring, you know. I know we like comfort, but, yeah, you can have that. As I told Philip this morning, you can have that when you get to heaven. (laughs) 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 All right, so take the hands off. Clean the lens. No hands on the control. Let Jesus take his bush bashing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the last one is this. If you've got your Bibles there, turn to Psalm 46, verse 10. Because this is something that most of us struggle with. Now, most versions that you've got on your phone, unless you put in the Passion Version, it says, be still and know that I am God. Okay, so we've got we've to make sure our lens is clear so we're listening and hearing and focusing on that which the Lord wants us to say. So there's no limits and no boundaries between heaven and earth. We've got to take our hands off the control so that we go where he wants us to go and there's no maybes. But the other thing we do to just keep in connection and strong communion with him so that we're able to hear and see and, and receive what he has for us, 
is this. Let's be still and know that I am God. And I wanted to read it from the Passion because I think it's really cool. It says, surrender your anxiety. What do we do? Surrender. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. I am the God above all the nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. Now, often we don't actually recognise when we're anxious. Anxiety can come out in lots of forms, like lying awake at night, not being able to sleep, thinking of all the things we've got to do and we're worrying over it. Surrender all those things. It's And having to be in control of the time because what if I'm not? What's going to happen? Yeah? That's anxiety. Where we're worried, where we feel like we have to be in control, where we're what if, what if, what if all the time. That's not being still and knowing that he is God. That'll take us out every time. That'll put our hands back on the wheel every time. That'll get us walking in the maybes every time when we aren't still and trusting in him and knowing that he is God. Because when we're still, we surrender our anxieties. When we're still, we're able to see that he is God. When we're not still, the world will just scream at you and that's the way you'll go. When you're not still and knowing that he is God, your bills will scream at you from the refrigerator. If you put them there. Or the bill closet, or wherever you have your bills. <laughs> they will yell at you. Yeah? They will talk louder than Jesus. We often, we've started to say, we've, off, we have, we've started to say, is your money talking? When we make a decision, is it money talking or is it Jesus talking? Ow. Yeah? Far too often we make a decision because we're not getting still and we're not surrendering to God and, and our anxieties. And so what yells loudest is what gets our attention. What yells loudest is actually what we'll do. So that's why God says, be still and know that I am God. Surrender your anxiety and know that I am God and I will lead you in the way to go. So that's what my dream meant. Hmm. Got that download at five o'clock this morning. Yeah. So watch, let's watch our hearts, guys, and know that we are on a road less travelled. Not everybody is going to understand why you do things. Actually, they'll probably disagree with you or have a massive amount of opinion of why, why are you doing that and what are you doing that. Anybody had that yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay, they're not going to necessarily understand how you connect with God, how you communion with him. That's okay because you know what? The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in who you are. And as I said to one of my children this week, you know what? The best way to win is to be absolutely spectacular. Where everybody might be saying stuff where you feel like, what on earth is going on? You know what? You just shine brighter. You just be absolutely spectacular because that glorifies God. And that is better than any word you can say. That is better than any, you know, I've got this. You just shine the brightest because that is our testimony. That is the witness is that we shine the brightest and we are spectacular. Because who are you not to be spectacular? You're a child of the Most High God with resurrection power flowing inside of you. And it doesn't matter what everybody else says. Follow Jesus. Yeah? So clear the lens.
Don't let there be any distractions between heaven and earth with you. God has downloads. And I especially encourage you to do that this week. Charlie's coming. You know, God doesn't send him to just anywhere. We're special. We actually are special. Look at the person next to you and say, you're special. Yeah? He gets invitations to all over the world, but God says, go there. Yeah? Yes? Yes? So prepare your hearts and your minds this week. Know that you're special. Know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Know that he wants to share with you this coming week. You don't have to wait till next Sunday night. Yeah, you don't have to wait, but be prepared for God to speak. Because when you do that from experience, that's where we get the goodies. And if you don't want your goodies, I'll have them. That's where we get the goodies. That's where God actually, and you may not even feel it that night, those nights, but I guarantee if your heart is open and you're ready to receive, you're going to have stuff dropped into you that six months down the track you'll go, oh, that happened there. Yeah? So I want the goodies. I want what God has for us. And, I, and I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually keeping other people out so that you can have the goodies. <laughs> Because I don't want distractions. I want you guys to get what God wants to download to us for this time and this hour because he has placed and positioned us here for a reason. The city, God wants us to impact. He wants us to have hubs of light all across the city. He wants us to be reaching the lost, healing the sick, breaking off oppression. He wants that for us. And every one of you has a plan and a purpose in his master story. Okay, so prepare your hearts. Clean the lens. Watch what you're looking at, listening at, reading who you're hanging out with, don't let there be any maybes in your life, flick those maybes off, okay? If they're going to hold you back, if they're going to pull you back, if they're going to pull you down, get rid of those suckers. I'm sorry, but sometimes we've got to just, I'm going this way, and if you're not coming with me, then I'm going that way. And don't listen to any voice that says less than who you are, what God says about you. Clean the lens, get the hands off the control, we're going bush bashing, yeah? What was my last point? And be still and know that he is God. Get rid of your anxiety. Because when you have an anxious heart and mind, it clutters everything. And God can speak revelations and profound mysteries to you. But if your heart is cluttered and you're not surrendered over to him, you know what? The following week you won't remember. You can. I'll give you the mic so it goes on. Um, so Soph um, had her tonsils and adenoids out a couple of weeks ago and we prayed about what to do with that situation and God led us down that track. So we had complete peace about what we were doing. Um, and with the tonsil surgery, there's a 5% risk of bleeding, um, tonsil bleeding and it's life-threatening. Um, so Soph had her surgery and it all went well and when she got up to the ward, she fell asleep and Andy and I were just in the room with the kids um, and while she was sleeping, you could hear all this swallowing and we didn't know anything was going on. And then she woke up coughing and stuff and there was all blood everywhere. And just at that moment as she woke up, um, a nurse walked in and she saw Sophie and was like, oh, my goodness. Um, she's like, just saying, no, I'm just going to press the um, blue light emergency button. She's having a tonsil bleed. So she pressed the button and then it's just like millions of doctors in the ward. They were trying to stick oxygen on her. There was blood everywhere. Um, and I jumped on the bed to sit um, behind Sophie to because um, I had to hold her up because I worried about her aspirating. Um, and while she was there, I just looked over to Andy and I said, pray. 
and I started um, praying and I was praying for Sophie in her ear. So all this craziness was going on around and I was praying for it in, the, in her ear, telling her everything is going to be okay and, you know, um, praying for her. And um, then the nurse who pressed the button, she was filling everyone in as to what happened and she's like, yes, yeah. so I came in um, to check on Sophie and she's like, actually, I came in five or so minutes early. She's like, and I actually don't know why I did. She's like, something pulled me into the room and she's like, yeah, I don't, and it, it was just like a revelation in her head. She was like, yeah, something pulled me in. I don't know what it was, but I just I got pulled in. Um, and that those five minutes saved Sophie's life. Um, and also the other thing, um, the uh, head doctor from emergency, we were up a couple of floors, the head doctor from emergency just happened to be at the time the blue, light and blue button was pushed walking past Sophie's door. Um, so she came straight in and took over. And, yeah, so um, our God who pulled Sophie into the room, that saved her life because in that few minutes, Sophie, like, she had a blood transfusion and had to get her stomach pumped and lost 350 mils of blood and all that kind of stuff. So it was serious business. Um, but while it was all going on, um, when it first started happening, um, God said to me, choose, like, faith or fear. And I was like, right. So I just remembered all the promises and like they're drilled in my head, all the promises about um, what God says about us. And, I, and Sophie knows them as well because we tell her. And she was freaking out when all this happened. But as I kept saying them to her and praying and said, you know, you know who our God is, Sophie. You know what he says. And he doesn't lie. You know you're going to be okay and all that kind of stuff. And then she just calmed straight down and the doctors were like, what the heck? But she had complete peace and I was saying, you know, great is the peace of my children if they are taught of the Lord, all that kind of stuff. And it just calmed it out and we have a happy, healthy five-year-old girl now that we maybe wouldn't have had. When was the work done? When did these guys do the work to be prepared for that? Before. Before, yeah? Before. It's like, yes, it is different. We do go off-road and we do do things different. But you see, these guys were prepared for that, even though they were like, what the heck? If they hadn't put that in, that word in, they hadn't been keeping it in front of their eyes and in their ears and speaking it out, they would not have had that to draw from. And I know that we say things over and over again and we say, read the word and we're always hammering at you. But you know what? It can save your life someday. That's why. Because God knows and the enemy comes to try and hassle, but he, we are victorious and the word works and our faith works. But we've got to choose. We've got to choose. right so be still that's what it means be still and know that I am God and we practice these things day in day out and when you know when or if the enemy comes at us with anything we can be victorious we don't need to be taken out by these things we need to be still and we need to remind ourselves you know you need to remind me 
Because, you know, earlier in the year we had Shara in emergency, not being able to breathe, and she actually <laughs> read her notes because she's able to at the hospital. And she's like, Mum, it had, uh, Shara has stopped breathing. And had this on her notes, and I was like, awesome. Yes, I remember that. But it's like, if we're not, even me, I had to be reminded, it's like, Dale, you've got you to get a grip, because it's, she's sitting there going, Mum, am I going to die? You know, and it's scary stuff, and we've got to remind ourselves, and that's why we gather together to remind ourselves and to hear stories of God is good and faithful, but put the work in when everything is good. And this is when we can get lazy if we're not putting the work in and being still and watching our lens, what it's looking at, and communing as when we need to draw on our faith. If we haven't strengthened it, it's not there to draw on. So be encouraged. It's okay. God diligently, if we, were, if we seek God, he rewards us. And the reward is that we have the victory. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that little Sophie is healthy and whole and for your goodness and for angels being in, the, in, in that room, Lord, and pulling the nurse in. We just thank you for your, your hand on all of our lives, Lord. I pray that as we wake up in the morning that you would remind us to open the word, not our Facebook account or our emails, but your word, Lord, to be in front of our eyes and in our ears that we would clean our lens and just be really, really mindful of what we're putting into our life and into our heart. And Father, yet help us to be still and know that you're God and we don't have to be in control because you are and to trust you. Lord, I pray for any of the maybes in our lives, Lord, that you would put your finger on them and just really, really help us to let go of anything or even anyone that is going to hold us back from being the people that you have created us to be, that there will be no limits on our lives, Lord, no limits. And this week as we prepare and Charlie coming, that you would bless him, that you'll be speaking to him, there will be downloads and angelic visitations, and, Lord, that you'll be around him and protecting him and his son as they travel. And, Lord, that it will be great blessing. We pray for signs and wonders and miracles. We pray for heavenly downloads. We pray for heaven in this place whatever you want to do lord in us and amongst us and through us that you would do it but prepare our hearts we just we commit ourselves to preparing our hearts and our minds lord in jesus precious name and we all said amen